0: Welcome. This is the one year Bible reading for February 11th, and we are beginning today in Exodus chapter 32. Moses is on Mount Sinai speaking with the Lord, and the Israelites at the base of the mountain are becoming restless. When the people saw how long it was taking Moses to come back down the mountain, they gathered around Aaron. Come on, they said, make us some gods who can lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. So Aaron said, Take the gold rings from the ears of your wives and sons and daughters and bring them to me. All the people took the gold rings from their ears and brought them to Aaron. Then Aaron took the gold, melted it down, and molded it into the shape of a calf. When the people saw it, they exclaimed, Oh, Israel, these are the gods who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Aaron saw how excited the people were, so he built an altar in front of the calf. Then he announced, tomorrow will be a festival to the Lord. The people got up early the next morning to sacrifice burnt offerings and peace offerings. After this, they celebrated with feasting and drinking, and they indulged in pagan revelry. The Lord told Moses, quick, go down the mountain. Your people, whom you have brought from the land of Egypt, have corrupted themselves. How quickly they have turned away from the way I commanded them to live. They have melted down gold and made a calf, and they have bowed down and sacrificed to it. They are saying, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Then the Lord said, I have seen how stubborn and rebellious these people are. Now leave me alone so my fierce anger can blaze against them, and I will destroy them. Then I will make you, Moses, into a great nation. But Moses tried to pacify the Lord his God. O Lord, he said, why are you so angry with your own people whom you've brought from the land of Egypt with such great power and such a strong hand? Why let the Egyptians say their God rescued them with the evil intention of slaughtering them in the mountains and wiping them from the face of the earth. Turn away from your fierce anger. Change your mind about this terrible disaster you have threatened against your people. Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You bound yourself with an oath to them, saying, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars of heaven, and I will give them all of this land that I have promised to your descendants, and they will possess it forever. So the Lord changed his mind about the terrible disaster he had threatened to bring on his people. Then Moses turned and went down the mountain. He held in his hands the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant. They were inscribed on both sides, front and back. These tablets were God's work. The words on them were written by God himself. When Joshua heard the boisterous noise of the people shouting below them, he exclaimed to Moses, It sounds like a war in the camp. But Moses replied, No, it's not a shout of victory nor the wailing of defeat. I hear the sound of celebration. When they came near the camp, Moses saw the calf and the dancing and he burned with anger. He threw the stone tablets to the ground, smashing them at the foot of the mountain. He took the calf they had made and burned it. Then he ground it into powder, threw it into the water, and forced the people to drink it. Finally, he turned to Aaron and demanded, What did these people do to you to make you bring such a terrible sin upon them? Don't get so upset, my lord, Aaron replied. You yourself know how evil these people are. They said to me, Make us gods who will lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. So I told them, Whoever has gold jewelry, take it off. When they brought it to me, I simply threw it into the fire, and out came this calf. Moses saw that Aaron had let the people get completely out of control, much to the amusement of their enemies. So he stood at the entrance to the camp and shouted, All of you who are on the Lord's side, come here and join me. And all the Levites gathered around him. Moses told them, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Each of you take your swords and go back and forth from one end of the camp to the other. Kill everyone, even your brothers, friends, and neighbors. The Levites obeyed Moses' command and about 3,000 people died that day. Then Moses told the Levites, "'Today you have ordained yourselves "'for the service of the Lord, for you obeyed him, "'even though it meant killing your own sons and brothers. "'Today you have earned a blessing.'" The next day Moses said to the people, "'You have committed a terrible sin, "'but I will go back up to the Lord on the mountain. "'Perhaps I will be able to obtain forgiveness for your sin.'" So Moses returned to the Lord and said, "'Oh, what a terrible sin these people have committed.'" They have made gods of gold for themselves. But now, if you will only forgive their sin, but if not, erase my name from the record you have written. But the Lord replied to Moses, No, I will erase the name of everyone who has sinned against me. Now go, lead the people to the place I told you about. Look, my angel will lead the way before you, and when I come to call the people to account, I will certainly hold them responsible for their sins. Then the Lord sent a great plague among, upon the people because they had worshipped the calf Aaron had made. The Lord said to Moses, Get going, you and the people you brought up from the land of Egypt. Go up to the land I swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I told them, I will give this land to your descendants, and I will send an angel before you to drive out the Canaanites, Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and uh, Jebusites. Go up to this land that flows with milk and honey, but I will not travel among you, for you are a stubborn and rebellious people. If I did, I would surely destroy you along the way. When the people heard these stern words, they went into mourning and stopped wearing their jewelry and fine clothes. For the Lord had told Moses to tell them, you are a stubborn and rebellious people. If I were to travel with you for even a moment, I would destroy you. Remove your jewelry and fine clothes while you while I decide what to do with you. So from the time they left Mount Sinai, the Israelites wore no more jewelry or fine clothes. It was Moses' practice to take the tent of meeting and set it up some distance from the camp. Everyone who wanted to make a request of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. Whenever Moses went out to the tent of meeting, all the people would get up and stand in the entrances of their own tents. They would all watch Moses until he disappeared inside. As he went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and hover at its entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. When the people saw the clouds standing at the entrance of the tent, they would stand and bow down in front of their own tents. Inside the tent of meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Afterward, Moses would return to the camp, but the young man who assisted him, Joshua son of Nun, would remain behind in the tent of meeting. One day Moses said to the Lord, You have been telling me take these people up to the promised land, but you haven't told me whom you will send with me. You have told me I know you by name, and I look favorably upon you. If it is true that you look favorably on me, let me know your ways so that I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. And remember that this nation is your very own people. The Lord replied, I will personally go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. Then Moses said, If you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me, on me and on your people, if you don't go with us? For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all other people on the earth. The Lord replied to Moses, I will indeed do what you have asked, for I look favorably on you, and I know you by name. Moses responded, Then show me your glorious presence. The Lord replied, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will call out my name Yahweh before you, for I will show mercy to anyone I choose, and I will show compassion to anyone I choose. But you may not look directly at my face, for no one may see me and live. The Lord continued, Look, stand near me on this rock. As my glorious presence passes by, I will hide you in the crevice of the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and let you see me from behind, but my face will not be seen. Turning to Matthew chapter 26, starting in verse 69, as Jesus is uh, at the Sanhedrin. Meanwhile, Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. A servant girl came over and said to him, you were one of those with Jesus, the Galilean, But Peter denied it in front of everyone. "'I don't know what you're talking about,' he said. Later, out by the gate, another servant girl noticed him and said to those standing around, "'This man was with Jesus of Nazareth.' Again, Peter denied it, this time with an oath. "'I don't even know the man,' he said. A little later, some of the other bystanders came over to Peter and said, "'You must be one of them. We can tell by your Galilean accent.' Peter swore, a curse on me if I'm lying. I don't know the man. And immediately the rooster crowed. Suddenly Jesus's words flashed through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows, you will deny three times that you even know me. And he went away, weeping bitterly. Very early in the morning, the leading priests and the elders of the people met again to lay plans for putting Jesus to death. Then they bound him, led him away, and took him to Pilate, the Roman governor. When Judas, who had betrayed him, realized that Jesus had been condemned to die, he was filled with remorse. So he took the 30 pieces of silver back to the leading priests and the elders. I have sinned, he declared, for I have betrayed an innocent man. What do we care, they retorted. That's your problem. Then Judas threw the silver coins down in the temple and went out and hanged himself. The leading priest picked up the coins. It wouldn't be right to put this money in the temple treasury, they said, since it was payment for murder. After some discussion, they finally decided to buy the potter's field, and they made it into a cemetery for foreigners. That is why the field is still called the field of blood. This fulfilled the prophecy of Jeremiah that says, They took the 30 pieces of silver, the price at which he was valued by the people of Israel, and purchased the potter's field, as the Lord directed. Now Jesus was standing before Pilate, the Roman governor. Are you the king of the Jews? The governor asked him. Jesus replied, you have said it. But when the leading priests and elders made their accusations against him, Jesus remained silent. Don't you hear all these charges they are bringing against you? Pilate demanded. But Jesus made no response to any of the charges, much to the governor's surprise. Psalm 33. Let the godly sing for joy to the Lord. It is fitting for the pure to praise him. Praise the Lord with melodies on the lyre. Make music for him on the ten-stringed harp. Sing a new song of praise to him. Play skillfully on the harp and sing with joy. For the word of the Lord holds true, and we can trust everything he does. He loves whatever is just and good. The unfailing love of the Lord fills the earth. The Lord merely spoke and the heavens were created. He breathed the word and all the stars were born. He assigned the sea its boundaries and locked the oceans in vast reservoirs. Let the whole world fear the Lord and let everyone stand in awe of him. For when he spoke, the world began. It appeared at his command. The Lord frustrates the plans of the nations and thwarts all their schemes. But the Lord's plans stand firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. Proverbs 8, 33 through 36. And wisdom continues to speak. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Don't ignore it. Joyful are those who listen to me, watching for me daily at my gates, waiting for me outside my home. For whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. But those who miss me injure themselves. All who hate me love death. And to end, we are turning to a new psalm of ascent today. This one is Psalm 131. And am I on the right page? Here I am. Focusing on verse 1, which says, My heart is not proud, O Lord. My eyes are not haughty. When the great preacher, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, preached on this psalm, he is reported to have said, This is one of the shortest psalms to read, but one of the longest to learn. The psalmist seems to have learned two great lessons and sings for the benefit of having done so. My heart is not proud, O Lord, he says. My eyes are not haughty. It is a matter of surprise to some people that theologians insist on the pernicious nature of pride and describe it as the most destructive of the seven deadly sins. Today, pride is often extolled as a virtue and urged as a necessity. Pride is so harmless, say the men and women of the world. It is not like murder or fraud or rape, but the heart of this grave sin lies just here, in the fact that individuals put themselves at the center of the picture and make themselves the standard and measure of all things. Our place in the universe is that of a creature. The discerning and truthful mind echoes the words of another psalm. It is God who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Psalm 100, verse 3. The undiscerning cry with the poet William Henley, I am the master of my fate, I am the captain of my soul. That is the germ that creates this disease of the soul. It puts self in the center where God ought to be. It dethrones the creator and enthrones the creature. Pride is indeed a deadly sin. Only Christ can cure it. Only Christ. Oh God, we want to be people without sham or pretense or pride. We want to be the people you intend us to be. Then we shall stand with simplicity and dignity in your will and purpose. Cure us of our pride, our Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. So perhaps today we can go through our day remembering that we are creature and not creator, that we are the sheep of his pasture. Love you all. Have a wonderful day.